Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Basketball Power Hour. I am joined this week by my good friend, Caleb Lynn, for part two of the Top 100 podcast. As you know, whenever you're listening to this, the last one, last Power Hour, was just with J.D. Hall. For the next one, I'm looking to get Caleb and J.D. together. We're going to try to get them to roast me simultaneously. That'll be... (laughs) Dude, that's a freaking... That's a classic... We're talking class. like we're talking heavy hitters. We're we're talking like you know you put us on a freaking single out here like you're a you're Drake or something, and you just brought on the heavy features set for an ultimate top five smash. Well, you're Rick Ross and he's Little Wayne. So. I will take that. I am such a Rick Ross. I like Rick Ross. I will take that all day. <laughs> Shout out Rick Ross, baby. <laughs> I'm glad. What about? I'm, I'm, I'm glad you'll take it. Um, Maybach music, baby. <laughs> we're off to a rollicking start already, folks. Oh yeah. Um. So, like I said, last week was 100 through 76. Yeah. Um. Caleb has the list pulled up in front of him. Do you, Caleb, do you see any from last week's that you object to heavily before we begin? Um. Oh God. Uh, it's an absolute joke. Russell Westbrook's top hundred player, considering what he did this last season. Uh, but, but I, I, uh, I thought I'm lower on some guys. People that listen to this podcast know it, so I'm not going to repeat some of these names. Uh, I honestly believe uh, I was shocked at uh, the ranking of Porzingis, which I have defended Porzingis a lot. But I'm shocked. I think he's a top 100 player. I think you have him too high, though. Uh, that's my only complaint. Is your only complaint? I'm well, so, scratch it. Scratch it. There's other complaints, but in terms of what the other people know, I'm not going to sit there and repeat some stuff, such as I think Bogdan Bogdanovich is not a top 100 player. Okay, not repeating bye. that again. <laughs> I could go through and name the guys you don't think are top 100 players, but we don't need yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, we right. don't, we exactly. don't need to do that. Yes. We, we could say we could say both of ourselves sometimes. <laughs> So what JD and I found worked on the last episode was that we go through, I name the player and he, I, I ask him if this is the right range for the player. And then he compares the players that came before oh, God. basically. So this is, this is what we found that works. So to kick it off, to kick off number 75, we're just going to go, we're just going to go ahead. Cause there's no need for any more preamble. Number 75, I have Portland Trailblazers legend Jeremy Grant. Is this the right range for Jeremy Grant, Caleb Lynn? So to clarify, we're doing seven like 75 to 60. 70. Okay, no, go scroll down a little bit. 75 to 51. Sorry. 75 to 51. No, you're good. Yes. You're good. Um no complaints. No good, complaints. Good player. Uh can give it to me both ways. Uh, in terms of his offense and defensive uh, prowess, he he's a he's a guy that uh, I think contributes to winning at a high level. I, I like that. I had no issues with that ranking. Zero. Yeah, I put Jeremy. Like I struggled with where to put him. Um, I I had him in the top fifty. <laughs> like not this year. During the early parts of the twenty twenty one season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but then as it went along, I was like, oh, 
I like I slowly saw through the facade because Caleb, we've seen it before, right? right? The guy gets to the bad team. He starts putting like he's never been the first option before. He puts up great efficiency and then they start guarding him like the first option. Bingo. And yeah, he's just not that. Then it falls. Then the house of cards falls apart. And so we saw that happen with Jeremy Grant. It's okay, It happens. But yeah. Um, that's why I put him at 75 at 74. I have the reigning defensive player of the year. Marcus smart. Caleb, is this the right range for Marcus smart? (laughs) Um, I say. I, mm, yeah, but that's, that's, that's a tough one. Because I'm looking at guys that you have in the 70s, the the high, the low 80s, where I think you could really counter and say that guys in the lower 80s. But I would say, yes, I would. I think that's probably the right range. Great defensively. And and it really has improved his offensive game. I just know some of the guys I have ahead of him. You'll probably you're probably going to hate. But here's let me just explain. Marcus Smart to me. He should be higher, right? I think when you see Mark, like I think a lot of people are going to have Marcus Smart in their top fifties. I don't think he's a top fifty guy because no, he th- he thinks he's a lot better than he actually is. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, no. right? You like your guys to be confident, but there's a line, right? And he like shot that. he shoots them out of a lot of games. Yeah, and he, you know, he's really good defensively. He didn't mm-hmm. deserve de- the defensive player of the year was on the Celtics. It wasn't him. Um. The defensive player of the year played 60 games. I don't know why they just didn't give it to Robert Williams. <laughs> like it, he was very clearly defensive player of the year. I, I, I don't understand why they didn't just give it to him. It wasn't Marcus Smart. If they were going to give it to a Celtic. Um, I don't think I gave it to Robert Williams for what it's worth, but the point stands, Caleb. It's just like, I don't understand the hype. I, I feel like Drew Holiday is what Marcus Smart thinks he is. And we saw that when Drew just totally ripped Marcus at the <laughs> at the timeline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he just he snatched that man's soul in game five. Now the Celtics came back and won that series, but that wasn't anything to do with Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum like <clears throat> lifted them in that series. Yeah. So I have Marcus Smart at 74. Number 73. I have a guy who played nine games last year, you know. Probably the first injury riddled inclusion I have. Michael Porter Jr. Caleb, is this the right range for Mr. Porter Jr.? Um, Wow. Um, I would say from a talent perspective, we know he is in that. Um, However, based off my understanding of what you look for in your list, I think this is atrocious. I think I think having I think ha, I think he is I think he is a top 75. I think he's in that discussion. But just because he played nine games, I don't understand is the high of the ranking. There's just other guys that if you're just looking at their seasons, I just flat out think they just deserve that ranking over him. A lot of guys I'm looking at. I would have Grant over him because of the fact that he's just simply played the last two years. It's not really anything to do. It's just how I would look at injuries and, and how do I, how I include those guys? Well, Porter did play 20, 21. He played 
the majority of that yeah, year. Yes, but I'm not. I mean, but I just think it's to, play, to have a guy who's only played nine games, but have him over Jalen Green, Tyrese Maxey, Jeremy Grant, guys have played well for you know a couple of years. I, just, I I wouldn't do. I would not do that. I would have if I would have had Porter in my top 100. I would have put him in like the high 80s. But you, this is this range isn't off base for you, is what you're saying. It's not. It's not insanely off base. I just. <laughs> different way to look at injuries i guess and, and how to include guys like that in the rankings that's fair i mean i had him in the 60s last year or not in the 60s i had him in the 50s last year i think i had him at like 57 or 58 um and i didn't think he, he necessarily got worse i just think his you know his back got injured which you know to be fair was always a concern with him so this is more of like out of precaution right if he misses yeah. again next year he's out of top 100 <laughs> And that'll be, you know, not like out of like Jonathan Isaac, right? Jonathan Isaac was a guy who I haven't ranked at all. Who is definitely a top 100 player when he's healthy, but uh, yes, yes. When was, I agree. He hasn't played since yeah. <laughs> he hasn't played since the bubble. Right. That's two seasons ago at this point. Two seasons. <laughs> and I think what he got injured in like the first week of the bubble, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So he hasn't played since August 2020. At a certain point, you just can't rank a guy in the top 100 due to injuries. Big um, It's like I, it's the reason I didn't rank Clay Thompson in there. Michael Porter Jr. at least has played in the last two years. Sure. I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. So, and I'm guessing he's going to come back next year. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't come back next year, then yeah, I won't have him in the top 100. But I, you know, I think 15 spots is a fair, is a fair drop for. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I, do. I do. That's my reasoning for that. Yep. Number 72. <laughs> I have a guy you and I have spent a lot of time arguing about. Tobias Harris. Is this a good range for Mr. Tobias Harris? Holy smokes. I'm shocked at what I'm about to do here. I disagree. Too high? Yeah. I kind of think he's too high. Like, I... I I thought, yeah, I think he's too high because I just don't think he gives me enough defensively. And I let me let me counter because I okay. actually JD and I had this conversation because you, you haven't had a chance to hear that. So JD and I did have this conversation when we talked about Maxi, because while I do think Maxi probably is better than Harris, you know, I favor track record a lot when it comes to this. Top yeah, 100. yeah, you do. Yeah. So Harris has been since since he's gotten playing time has been a pretty consistent, like 18 and seven guy. Right. Right. And that's been for the better part of five years. And in the regular season, you know, that's pretty good. I mean, (laughs) it's not like great. He doesn't deserve to be making as much money as he's making, but this range is about appropriate for him. I would say. Yeah. So yeah, he falls apart in the playoffs, but that's not for a lack of trying. It's just, he's not that good. (laughs) And for what it's worth, I thought he went on swinging last playoffs. It wasn't his fault. They lost. Um, he was good in last playoffs. Well, there is, you need to eat it on that. I mean, he was fine. You do. He, you do. He was okay. Like, I mean, okay. He went down. I, I, what I appreciated is that him and Tyrese Maxey went down swinging. They did. And that's yeah. like, I will always, I'll never hate on that. Like, fair enough. He had 14 points in games or game six. Maxi had 20. Harden shot twice in game or Harden shot twice in game 
in the second half, which I don't respect. You know that. But that is. Oh, no, you don't. This is my contention. This is just. Uh oh. Oh, I just I I think Harris is a fine player. Yeah. I think he's a tad overpaid. Okay. A tad. I would pay him maybe like fourteen million less. Fair. I I pay him less than Harrison Barnes, like one million less a year. That's what I'd pay. Like, you're right. The defense is lacking a little bit, but the scoring is. If he's he's like still my, very, very good. I agree. Yes. And especially if he's the fourth option. Right. I think they I think they could unlock some good stuff next year. I really want to see what they do. And I think we could change our opinions of him next year. I also sure. think there's a good chance he's traded at the deadline and <laughs> he's in the 90s next year. Who could really say? But uh-huh. that's why I have Tobias Harris at 72. At 71, I have your sworn nemesis. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich, because I do think he is better <laughs> than Tobias Harris. Caleb, I already know the answer for this, but is this the right range? Oh my gosh, no. No. What on earth are we looking at? No. Are you serious? No. Oh, come on. Oh, God, that's just a joke. That's so bad. That is atrocious. That is absolutely atrocious. He is not in the tie. He's not close to that range. He's not even close. He's he's not, he's not even not even close. I mean, I could name you like 10 guys right now. I'm taking over him comfortably. Name them. Oh, fine. I will. From your top to just to clarify, just to clarify from 100 to 71. Here are the players I would be taking over Boyan Bogdanovich. Are you ready? Yes. I am taking Lou Dort over him. I am taking Dorian Finney-Smith over him. I am taking Al Horford over him. I am taking Franz Wagner over him. I am taking Kyle Kuzma over him. I am taking Norm Powell over him. I am taking Jordan Poole over him. I am taking Tyrese Maxey over him. I am taking Przingis over him. I am taking Capella, Vucevic, Green, Gordon, Grant, Smart, Porter, and Harris. I am taking literally, literally like fifteen to twenty guys. There, he is not. He is nowhere near that list. He is just a fine score. He is fine. He is nothing special. He is fine, and he is he is not a defensive player. He doesn't play defense. It's like me just just saying I volunteer. Uh, to go watch this Barbie movie. I'm, I'm just volunteering. I'm just volunteering. I'm what do you have against this Barbie movie? No, no, it's just, I'm just disappointed, but I, I, I don't have anything against this. It's like, it's an easy comparison to new current pop, 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 uh, pop culture. Look, I'm just saying, Bogdanovich is, no, I'm done. That, that That's a horrible ranking. That is an absolutely horrible ranking. This is the first ranking I've been very passionate that I'm against. Well, this is why I wanted to bring you on because you and I. (laughs) Of course it is. You 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 put this guy right here to piss me off. No, because I believe strongly in this. Okay, Boyan Bogdanovich, I think, is a really good. Like not really good. I think he just puts the ball in the basket for you, and he can do it in a lot of different ways. Right? He's a pretty consistent spot up shooter. He can put the ball on the floor for you. He can attack it like on a closeout. He can post up. He can do a lot of different stuff, right? I don't think he's just like, you know, oh, he's just a spot-up shooter. Oh, he's, I think, he is his generation's Gallinari, right? Like where Gallinari 
could do a lot of different stuff with the ball in his hands. And I think that he's a really good shooter. He shows up like he puts the ball in the basket in the playoffs, too. It's not like he doesn't do that. He made 48 percent of his shots against the Mavericks. (laughs) I mean, what more do you want? It's not like, yes, the defense leaves a lot to be desired. So does like a lot, a lot of the other guys. So if I could make a criticism of Bogdanovich myself is maybe that he's a little too one note, but even then I still think the scoring package is just too like, I personally think he's a really, really good scorer. And I saw him, you know, carry a pacer like in the regular season again, I don't think in the playoffs you can win with Bogdanovich as anywhere near your best player. Right. But I saw Bogdanovich carry a Pacers team that was missing Victor Oladipo to the fourth seed. Right. I saw Bogdanovich, you know, be an important cog on a jazz team that like was the first seed last year. I've seen him contribute a lot to really good teams. And I, I think that's my, that's my thing with him where I feel like he, yeah, he's not like <laughs> the most versatile, but he does stuff, a lot of good stuff. And I feel like he's a good player, Caleb. I, I, um, I said what I said. Don't think he's in. I don't, I have a lot of players above him. I think he's a solid player. Um, I don't think he is as high as you rank. That's okay. We should probably move on anyway, because you're going to yell at me about this guy too. A guy who missed last year because of lots of reasons. Number 70. I have the world's and Philadelphia's favorites. I have Ben Simmons. Um, (laughs) I couldn't just take him off the list. I mean, he is a better basketball. Last time we saw this guy play, he couldn't dunk the basketball. Have him lower. The last time we saw him do that, I still had him in the 30s. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Look, when I, when I, when I see this ranking, I, I mean, it's reputation at this point. It's reputation. He hasn't played on the court, and he has not shown. And let me be very clear: it doesn't seem the coverage has suggested he is not shown to be really trying to get out on the basketball court. Everything he's been doing, it seems like he's like, "Well, I'm just kind of taking it off. I'm just kind of resetting myself. I'm trying to get back." Like there isn't. It doesn't seem like there's this itch to get back on the court. And there are players that you have on this list. Once again, I would name very similar players. That I would have over Simmons. To be I, to be clear, Simmons is like one of those. Simmons and Westbrook are two guys for me, where they're in like if they're not if they don't prove it this year, they're off the list um, next year. I S- Simmons gets the benefit of the doubt for me. Simmons. I thought in spite of the playoffs against the Hawks last year, I thought was amazing last year for you know, however many, like for 72 games last year was an incredible defensive player was one of, was probably the best defensive player in the league in 2021. Right. I think we could both agree on that. Right. In 2021 probably should have won defensive player of the year over Rudy Gobert. Very do we, do we agree on that? He was very good. Yeah. Okay. So in the playoffs, he collapsed that we can't dispute that, but also <laughs> I, 
I can't help. This is me holding last year against him. This is me. You dropping. He should not be the 70th best. He is not the 70th best best player in the NBA. He is probably in the top, like top 40, right? He is probably in the top 30, but Caleb, what? I mean, just, no, he's not in the top 30. He's in the top 40 though. Like he's one of the 40 best players in the NBA. I don't think we can like dispute that, but he, you can't, no, no, he's not giving. No. I mean, there's guys on this list that I genuinely believe are better than him, that you have like ranked right now in the 80s, that I genuinely believe are better players. Well, that, you believe, that, I know, I know you believe Maxi is better than him. Absolutely. Like, I definitively, I, I honestly, like, I, I don't even, I, I am shocked that it's, it's, I'm shocked it's a debate. Like, to me, it's like, I, I'm taking, I am comfortable, let me, I, I'm higher on this, you know how high I am on this guy, but I am comfortably taking. Jalen Green over Ben Simmons, comfortably, like confidently, boldly taking Jalen Green over Ben Simmons. There are guys in that ranking right now that I'm looking at. I am looking at your eight, number 86. I am looking at your number 86, and I am gladly taking him over Ben Simmons. Gladly. I am taking Kyle Kuzma over Ben Simmons. Listen, you're entitled to your opinion, but this is this is just my thing, right? I think this is where we view basketball differently. Okay, I really like what Ben Simmons can do on a basketball court. Okay, I think. Let let me ask you a question: Were you a fan of Rajon Rondo? I liked, but like, how much were you like a big fan of Rondo, or were you like, uh, like he's not my favorite? Um, I wouldn't say I was a big fan. So if you made okay. me lean one way, I would say he just was my favorite. But I was not a big fan of Rondo. Because let's be real, Caleb. Yeah. Ben Simmons is just big Rondo, which is a really good player still. It's a really good player. And I think, yeah, I think Ben Simmons got really overhyped coming out of college and high school. Right? I think he's probably missing something inside him. Yeah. That, like... We should have been concerned when he missed the tournament at LSU. Yes. Like we should have been concerned, you know, when he passed up the dunk, but it doesn't mean he's still not probably, you know, we saw a guy, right. We saw a guy who had the same dog concerns, concerns about him in Andrew Wiggins, right? Totally. Like we saw that same guy. And I mean, yeah, Wiggins made the tournament in Kansas, but what they lost in like the second round, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. So it's not like he fared much better. Listen, I'm just saying you put him in the right environment. <laughs> there's a chance that dog gets unlocked. It might not ever, but I'm not going to write him off. And I think that Simmons, for me, I'm a big fan of his game. and always will be. So for me, I personally, I'm going to ride with him. I haven't sold all my Ben Simmons stock. Sold a little bit of it. I'm not going to act like I haven't. Thank you. But <laughs> thank you. Come on. There's a re I, I would guess, Caleb, if a lot of people are doing a top 100 list, I'm guessing there's a lot of people who have Simmons ranked lower. Like if they have him ranked, I'm guessing there's a lot of people who have him ranked lower than me. Like, what do you like, mean? Like in the 80s or like probably you're talking? OK, probably. But I'm also Caleb, you know, I'm a lot more conservative. You know, I'm like the Simons when it comes to my top 100. Oh. You know, I'm just generally a lot more conservative. When it comes to this list, 
So okay. I had to get a dig in at Herb Simon there. Okay. But in all seriousness, like it's, yeah, it's, I just think you're, 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 t- it's, it, it is, it's a different way. I, I, you and I look at basketball a different way, but that's also why you have me on. That's it's. I want you to roast me because yeah, <laughs> your opinion, but no, it's, it's the beautiful thing. Your opinion is just as valid yeah. as mine. Right. So yeah. Number 69. Are we ready to move on to number 69? Okay. This guy I would have ranked a lot higher if it were not for, for perspective injury concerns. That is the Time Lord, Robert Williams. Caleb, is this, would you say this is the right range for Robert Williams? Yeah, it would. It's a very solid range. I, I, I honestly, I don't have any issues with it. Um, I don't really have a whole lot to say on it because I kind of like the exact ranking that you have him. A little outside the top 70. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. I don't have much. I don't have much issues with that ranking. I don't have much issues with the player in the range. I don't got too much to say on it. Really. Honestly, Caleb, he should be a top 50 player. Like he should be. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Like I, even, yeah. He's got to give me more offense, a little more offense. Sure. But he, like, he's still a really good passer. I, I like, yeah. Yes. Like he does everything I want in a modern center. Like if I was going to have him in the top 50, he'd probably be right at 50. Right. But like even, okay, let's just go through exercise. Who would you rather have Robert Williams or Jonas Valanciunas? Like just take away injuries. Who would you rather have Robert Williams or Jonas Valanciunas? Yeah. Who would you rather have Jonas Valanciunas or DeMontis Sabonis? Sabonis. Okay. But you had to think about it. Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. So Williams is like really, I think he's everything you want in a modern center. Yeah. And he's about the best the position has to offer. In my humble opinion, I like that. Like that's not a superstar. And I think that he's, again, if he could stay healthy, this was his healthiest year, Caleb, and he still tore his meniscus. Yeah. So, yeah. They really got to load manage him next year. And, they really, I, I really wish they got Thomas Bryant because that would have been a lot easier for them to do if they had Thomas Bryant. But number 68, Caleb, probably my favorite player in the league. You remember early in the season, this guy free throw watch? Who else could it be? But Harrison Barnes, is this the right range for Mr. Harrison Barnes? Yeah. Um, similar to what? Like, you, like, I think Jeremy Grant, Tobias Harris, and Harrison Barnes should all be in the same range. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, don't have much, don't have much issues there. Nothing to quarrel. You know, I didn't check how many free throws per game. Do you think he finished with? Hmm. Uh, maybe like four. four That's probably five. a good guess. Do you remember I was at the beginning of the season? I was obsessed. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. 5.4. Five. Jeez. And that was five. in a league where the free throw attempts were down. That's pretty nuts for it. For his caliber of player. Well, God, for the first, for his first 45 games. Okay. That, no, it, it even now, but I remember for the first like month of the season, he was getting to the line like 10 times a game. And I was like, what the hell has gotten into Harrison Barnes? <laughs> I loved it. I want hit free Harrison Barnes. That's all I got to say. Number, oh, 60, yeah. number 67. This was probably my hardest guy to rank. I moved him around so many times. Um, I think he's really good. I think a lot of guys, I think he's probably the most overrated and underrated player in the whole league. Somehow, some way. 
I have D'Angelo Russell at 67. Is this the right range for Mr. Russell, Caleb? Um, I, wow. That is, that is a tough guy to give. I, I, it's yeah. a tough guy to range. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, it's very hard. I, I would say, okay, here's how I would look at it. Okay. Here's how I would look at it. You, you have D'Angelo Russell as a point guard, correct? Yes. So I'm looking through your list to find all the point guards you have below him. I agree with it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I think it's tricky with when it comes to um, the overall range, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, like let's look at the point guards that you have ranked. Am I taking him over Brunson? Yes, I am. Am I taking him over Reggie Jackson? Yes, I am. Am I taking him over Russ? Yes, I am. Um, I, I would probably look at him over pool, uh, uh, Maxi that's, I would honestly probably take Maxi. Uh, and then I would, but other than that, but you know, how I feel about Maxi. So yeah. I, I think for the most part, basically, I think he's in that range. I, now you want to talk about a make or break guy. That is a make or break guy. Yeah. This year, that's the, that, he's the definition of a make or break guy, but because I, you're, I'm assuming you're having him at the ranking that you're having him thinking that the impact of Gobert will make him better honestly i made this ranking in spite of like off-season movement so the trade didn't really affect him or gobert's standing for me i think gobert will make him look a ton better on you you know i've told you that but even still i don't think he's better like i have a point guard right in front of him Actually, no, I don't. I have a power forward right in front of him. But I have <laughs> I have a couple point guards in front of the power forward. And you'll see, I think they're both better than Russell. I think Russell's really was bad in the playoffs. But Caleb, I think something you've noticed about this range is that a lot of these guys are really good in the regular season and haven't shown up so much in the playoffs or they're like, okay, in the regular season and really show up in the playoffs. Like... D'Angelo Russell is really good in the playoffs, right? Or is not really? No, was really good in the regular season is what I meant. Gotcha. And really, really fell off a cliff in the playoffs. Um, Robert Williams was pretty consistent the whole year. Only reason he's in this range is because of the injuries. Boyan Bogdanovich was really consistent the whole year. Can't say anything. Tobias Harris a lot better in the regular season than in the playoffs. Michael Porter Jr. last year, a lot better in the regular season than the playoffs. Um, Jeremy Grant. I had, you know, that one game in the bubble, <laughs> but for the most part was better in the regular season than the playoffs. So this range, I think you'll notice is like guys that were better in the regular season yeah. than in nothing the playoffs. Yeah, nothing as, we, as we get further down, you'll notice they're more like playoff guys, mm-hmm. but top 50 is like usually reserved for like guys that are, you know, closer to all stars. Sure. But um, number 66, Caleb, I think, this guy will be interesting. I think I'm curious to see how you feel about this ranking. 66. I have Atlanta's own John Collins. How is this the right range for Mr. Collins? My favorite ranking. Perfect. I, I think, I think that's a, I, I think he's, you and I have talked about this in text conversation. Do you care if I bring up what we've talked about? No, go ahead. Cause I think you would, I think it's interesting to bring up here in the public spectrum. It's like, 
you and I have been very like, okay, why exactly does it feel like everybody on the team likes him yet? The rumors suggest everybody wants him out. Like, I think that's, it's, that's not a coincidence that you're seeing Trey young and John Collins go to LA to play with each other. If you didn't mm-hmm. want to play, if the franchise player was not wanting him to play, he's not inviting him to go to LA with him. I mean, it's seriously, I, I, I think, I think he is, I, I think he has gotten a weird reputation because of what you and I've talked about people wanting to force him out high level player when he had, yeah, I get Trey young put on a show to get them to the conference finals. You want to talk about a player who really stepped up his game when he played in the playoffs, John Collins, yeah. was that dude, he really stepped up in the bigger games and I I'm in on that ranking. I like that ranking a lot, a lot. Yeah. This is the first dude that's like amongst the, that's not time Lord. He like really, he took a lesser role in the playoffs, but he's shown in his role. He was a star in his yeah, role in the he playoffs. Was a star in his role. And he, I thought he deserved every dollar he got last summer. Totally agree. Um, it was a great signing for them. At number 65, I have the face of the Indiana Pacers future. I have Tyrese Halliburton. Caleb, is this an appropriate range for Mr. Halliburton? Yes, sir. Not gonna push it, not gonna push you on that. Uh, I think he's a top, you know, in that range, top, you know, 60, 65 player. Uh, definitely a guy that can go up. I would argue that definitely a guy that can go up if he has a really nice year this next season. But for right now, very solid ranking, no issues, no quarrels. Yeah, Halliburton to me, that's a guy. Man, if his defense was better, he's a top fifty player, easy. I, I agree with that. <laughs> he just I, he, I he can't guard. <laughs> he can't guard a traffic cone right now. No, that's. <laughs> but he, and especially after he got to Indiana, averaging eighteen and ten. You know, I'm doing a little bit of creative rounding there, but he shot 40% from three on a lot of attempts in his, like five attempts a game is a good amount through your first, you know, two seasons. Like, mm-hmm. so if you want to do the actual amount, it's 685 attempts, you know, you need about 750 to prove your shooting's not a fluke. <laughs> it's career 41% shooter from three. The man's a bucket getter in addition to being um, in addition to being an excellent, excellent passer. If you can play defense at all, he, like I said, he's a top 50 player and it, yeah. it might develop. Sure. It might develop Caleb. I mean, it's a scary proposition for the league. If he does learn to just slide his feet and not be a fucking traffic home. Because, right. <laughs> man, he like, Genuinely saying he could be a special player. Oh, totally agree. So number 64, Caleb, I have a guy who is adept at moving his feet is hurt right now. Who's to say he can come back for training camp, but I have Lonzo ball at 64. One of the bigger jumps from last season. I had him in the nineties last year. Um, I thought he really, really improved in Chicago. Is this the right range? For Mr. Lonzo Ball. Definitely deserves the jump. He definitely deserves the jump. Um, yeah. The right range. Other guys I would move ahead of. Right range. Really sucks. Because I wanted to see him in the playoffs. Really sucks. I wanted to see this guy in the playoffs. I wanted to see him play for Chicago in the playoffs. Uh, the fact that we weren't able to see that, I thought kind of sucked. 
but right range, high quality player makes his guys better. Got no issues. Yeah. Lonzo is just a like picture of a guy who is, he's a complimentary player, man. And I hope he's better because when he was healthy, he is man. He's a big time player for a championship team. Yeah. I mean, when he was healthy last year, they were like one of the best teams in the East. And how did he, he had a knee injury, right? That's the reason why knee injury. Yeah. Knee injury. That was man. Cause last year, the Fred Vincent in new Orleans, (laughs) that man deserves a bag for improving as many people's jump shots as he has, because he, so Lonzo's last year in new in Los Angeles shoots 33% from three, two years in new Orleans, 37 and 37 from three last year in Chicago, 42% from three incredible jump from Lonzo. So yeah, Lonzo deserving of the 64 spot. I'm glad you agree. Number 63, Caleb, I have this one. You're probably going to hate. I can't wait for this one. 63. I have four time NBA champion NBA 76 snub. Clay Thompson. (laughs) And it doesn't, it doesn't appear like you're happy. You are muted, buddy. So (laughs) Caleb, if you could unmute and tell me why. I'm so tired of NBA media. Just, just, oh my gosh. I'm so tired of the narrative that we just, we, that we got to sit there and we got to praise you for what you did, not what you're doing. I'm tired. I'm tired of that narrative. And this, that is all this is with Clay Thompson. It's what you did, not what you're doing. I don't know what he did this. It's not like I put him in the top 50, Caleb. Not like I have him at 63. Most people would have him. I, I will. I will give you that. Most people will have him higher. Most people will have him higher. I, I, I think, but from, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, there are other guys on that list that will get, I guess here's the other thing I'm looking at. I think it is more likely that take that clay Thompson. I think it's likely that a lot of the guys that are below clay Thompson will make a rise compared to Thompson. So I'm also seeing it as what I'm expecting, but I also just honestly think a lot of what, you know, my understanding of your list is, you know, it, I I guess you, you know, I thought this list was okay. What are you doing? What, what is the list? What, how did you look at, you know, last season? What did you watch from last season? Okay, so you want me to tell you what I saw from Clay that I liked is what you're asking? From last season, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I liked a lot of what I saw from Clay, actually. And yeah, like I I was going to have, like I wanted to have Clay. You know, yeah, I am biased. I really like Clay Thompson, but I took, I put my biases aside. He's a top 100 player, Caleb. I, there's no other way to spin it. Yeah, yeah yes, like, yes. Like I know, 
I understand where you're coming from for sure. This man is still one of the most lethal shooters in basketball. He is going to get his legs back. The fact that he only, he had a bad shooting stretch for him in the playoffs. He shot 38% from three. (laughs) That is bad for him. He shot, this was one of his best playoffs from two. I thought he was a lot better off the dribble. I thought he improved. He took his time from the injury to improve off the dribble. And that's something that stuck out to me, right? I thought he got a lot better off the dribble. And you know what? Maybe you disagree. This is it's just something I saw, right? Like I yeah. thought he got a lot better at dribble and driving. And I thought the ball movement, because Clay, I think you could, when KD was there, I think you can make the criticism that like he's like, I'm not getting the ball back. <laughs> fairly unfairly he kind of became a black hole a little bit when he got the ball and he was just going to put it up every time he got it right and so i thought he was really good at moving the ball along right the defense yeah it's falling off but the offensive tools kit caleb like he's not he's no one's idea of like Allen iverson right? right he right. doesn't have handles like that but he's no. his dribble is good enough where it'll get you from point a to point b and, and again, I'm not saying he's a superstar. No, I know. I'm not even. I'm not even saying he's an all star. Uh, sure, I know. I know. But I, yeah. I'm saying Caleb. He's you know, he's a. Top, I'm not even saying he's in the top sixty. No, I get. I get what, it. I'm not. Yeah, I get yeah, it. He's a top seventy five player. Okay. And what I'm banking on is when he gets his legs back and he starts shooting forty percent from three. Again. Because I, I I agree. You, we brought it up. We just did a part one that will be coming sure. out a little bit before this. Yeah. You said the defense isn't ever coming back. And I agree with you there. It's never coming back. It's not. It's not what but, it's, and, and I'm here and to make it a little more understanding. It's just not coming back to all defense. It's not coming back to all defense. He's going to yeah. be fine. Yes. Like it, it'll yes. be average. Yes. But average for Clay's part of what got Clay paid was because he, he was you know, an all defense caliber guy. Yes. But again, Caleb, I'm not saying he's an all-star. I'm saying he's a solid player. Right. Championship team. I'm saying he's a little worse than Desmond Bain. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Which I'm, I'm just going to spoil it. I'm going to spoil it now. Desmond Bain isn't in this part of the podcast is, is not. So, but he's just a little bit worse than Desmond Bain wow. right now. But I'm saying yeah. he can get back to Desmond Bain level next year. Okay. Like, I think that's more than fair, especially after two years not playing, which is incredible. It, it is. It is. But I guess there are other spots. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, especially with dribble. Like, I think it's better. I don't think it's good. It's not. But I think it's, I think it's, I, but I think it, it's better. If you could shoot like Clay Caleb, it'll get, it's good enough. Like if you can get from point A to point B, it'll get you, it'll get the job done. But I, I I guess, I guess, okay. I guess this is where my mind goes. If that doesn't improve to a, like a little bit above average level. Like, I think they need that to repeat. But like, I think you can't, you cannot be Alex. Like you can't, like, even if the, the spot up, even if the shooting just naturally gets better because he's, he's back on the court. Um, I would argue he will have a little bit better of a defensive season, but I don't think it's anything astronomical. Like 
if if I'm the Warriors, like I I need secondary scoring next year, and I don't I and I I just to me he's got to be man. I don't know. I I I'm I am. I've I've liked Clay Thompson for a long long time. I mean I I. I do. I, just, I, I don't like being on this side of it, but I don't think there is anybody on this side of it. And there should be. There should I mean, be more, more people kind of looking at it, in my opinion, from my, I, there, it doesn't feel like it feels like we are really just giving him a ton of credit on the Warriors. He's won championships. And I'm not saying that that's not just I'm not saying that that's not important. And I'm not saying it's not good, but I am saying like you, we need to evaluate where he is right now, plain and simple. You can't expect a guy though. Here, here's my my counter. You can't expect the guy to come in and like. Are you can't expect him to come in and like run pick and rolls <laughs> after not like. You know he's never run a pick and roll. The Warriors' offense I, I is like the Warriors' offense is movement based. Yeah, you know, like they they predicate their offense on movement. They always, you know, handoffs. It's okay. Let's make this happen off the dribble. It's or not, it's not. Let's make this happen off the dribble. Actually, it's the opposite of that. It's okay, Steph. Let's get you moving off of pin downs. Let's. So they do need more off the dribble scoring, but Clay hasn't provided that before he got hurt. It's disingenuous to say he's going to do that now, right? Guys don't change like that. <laughs> You know, yeah. if they wanted to do that, they trade for DeMar DeRozan, sure. you know, and there's no more player that's anti-Warriors than DeMar DeRozan. Right. So I think that Clay to me, I think if he takes care of his body, he's going to age really well. And because guys like him have historically aged really well, right? Like Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, right? Those yeah. two guys, played pretty similar styles to clay those two guys were more dynamic off the bounce than clay was but clay was also a way better defender than either of them were so i think if clay takes care of himself right he could age a lot better than they do and that'll still be a valuable player for the warriors i i definitely see what you're saying but I just think that's like a role that like a guy like Kuminga would develop into rather than something clay, you know, magically transforms into in year. What is, would it be like year 11, year 12? Mm -hmm. Like, and yeah, clay and Draymond are who they are at this point. You know, they can't really, you can't really expect a guy to change who they are 12 years into their career. I just, I feel like that's like, you can adapt your game like mellow did or like Vince Carter did, but do you don't really ever change who you are, you know? And so I feel like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I think 63 for me was appropriate. I feel like there's an opportunity to jump, but there's also like, Hey, 63, if you're the 63rd best player in the NBA, that's probably a appropriate range. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad we were able to settle that debate. That was, <laughs> <laughs> was very intense, but that's also, you know, oh, one yeah. of the reasons was one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on because yep. we could bring we could just 
talk about stuff like this in a civilized manner. Yes. We um, <laughs> number 62, Caleb. The first player from my favorite team on this list. Um, I have a lot of guys from this team in the top 100. I think four players from this team. I have Scotty Barnes. At number 62. Is this appropriate range? Yeah, it is. For Scotty it, Barnes. Yeah. I, I, I like I like the range. Um, I don't think he's a top 50 player. Uh, I think that once he about you know gets another season under his belt, he becomes a top 50 player. He's just due for a skyrocket season. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I think I think that's a solid yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, Scotty was <laughs> I heard Sam Vecini say he was a no-level scorer on a podcast last year. And it just goes to show that everyone gets something wrong because Scotty was, I think, Caleb, it's safe to say how, okay, let me ask you a question because I know we've done a lot of like 21 rookie pods, but it's worth asking the question again. How much of a surprise was Scotty Barnes rookie season? Like to the extent of his success last year? Well, <laughs> I don't think anybody would have denied that he didn't have good impact or that he wouldn't impact the team. Um, I, I just, for me, I, I would say nice player. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of people kind of thought Cade was going to take it for rookie of the year. So the fact that it became a two-man race, I think was a big deal, but I don't think that how good of a player he was, at least in my opinion, he had a chance to be very good. And I just think it came a little faster maybe than one would expect. Yeah. And 15 points a game, seven rebounds, three and a half assists. The three point jumper wasn't there at all. Was not there at all. But I mean, Caleb, if he gets a mid range jumper, like a consistent one, and it sounds like he's still growing too. Like Mm -hmm. if he gets bigger, Right. Like there's like serious like I'm not gonna say the G word potential, but there's serious G word potential if you get if you catch my drift. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm I'm not yeah, don't hate that. I like it. So number sixty one, I have um the savior of the New York Knicks for about seventy two games and then after five games, it was ripped away by the hands of Trey Young. Of course I have Julius Randle at 61. Um, yeah. Caleb, is this the appropriate range for Julius Randle? Um, hmm. Sure. He was well, like, I'm, not, I'm not like, lo- I'm not like loving it. Like, I'm not saying you should go higher. Let, let me be that clear. I'm not saying you should go higher. I'm thinking my first instinct was he should have gone lower. Or, yeah, yeah he should have gone lower. Um, that was my first instinct when I saw, you, when I saw the name. But um, I think when you start thinking about it, he's on a similar... Okay, so, oh, you know, you, you'll appreciate this. I think you'll agree. It, from an individual player standpoint, Julius Randle is in that is where that's fine and that's suitable. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a really tough guy to build with if you're trying to have a championship team. Yes. 
So, so, so there's guys on this list that I would say are not better individual players than him. But I think from a championship perspective, there are other guys I would prefer. So I think from an individual standpoint, yes, right on the money. Um, and for what you're doing on this list, I would say it's right on the money. Uh, but I do think his, this season was incredibly disappointing last year. And I think it's atrocious that it was as bad as it was because I, I just, I don't care that you had a great career season, all NBA, when you drop off that much. You shouldn't, I mean, it's, I think you should have dropped off probably, but I don't think you should have dropped off that much. Yeah. Yeah. That's regression of the mean hitting so very hard <laughs> because in 2021 Randall shoots 41% from three on literally on almost identical amount of attempts per game in 2022 Randall shoots 30% from three. That is a very, 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 very steep decline. Um, it almost is like that was a fluke, Caleb. I agree. Yeah. And if the shooting's not there, that means he's not as valuable as of a player. And also that means we should have known that the shooting was a fluke because he shot 33% in the playoffs, which was better <laughs> than what he shot in the regular. He also shot better from three than in, from two. DeAndre Hunter locked his ass up <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs. It was... Um, it was brutal for Randall in the playoffs. So that was a tough scene for 100%. That was a tough scene for uh, your boy. All right, let's go ahead and move on to number 60, Caleb. And this is a guy who is oft injured. And honestly, I probably should have moved him down, but this is a injury that was announced this summer and don't want to punish the guy for that necessarily. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. at number 60. Is this the right range yeah. for Jaron Jackson Jr.? Really like the range. Um, think the number can obviously go higher. You and I like him a lot, um, but just, you know, I think there's a couple things that obviously has to get better. Um, I don't want to just keep repeating the fouling narrative, but it does have to get better. Um, I, I would also argue, Alex, um, something that doesn't get talked about with him. And I'm curious to see what you think. Um, I, I think there. I think the way the efficient, the efficiency in the ways that he scores can be better. Mm hmm. Like it's, 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 there's a lot of things about him that look good from a scoring standpoint. I just feel like he can make the shots. And I think over time we'll see that in, in his career, but I, that to me, that is what I'm mostly trying to keep an eye on because I think eventually he'll mature and the fouling stuff's going to get better. But the, the, the maturity of his scoring, I think will be something for me, at least that I'm watching. <laughs> You, you know, my, I've told you my Miles Turner theory, yeah. right? Where yeah. he gets guarded like the best three point shooter. So his three point percentage doesn't actually look good. So people look at his three point percentage and like, oh, he's not a good three point shooter, but he yeah. actually is a good three point shooter. I think the same thing's happening to Jaron Jackson Jr. But 
Because in the playoffs, he made 37% of his threes. Now, <laughs> he only made 38% of his twos, which is a huge problem if you're a set massive seven feet tall. Massive. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's got to get, he's got to put on some more weight. But that's also could be a problem because, you know, that's, Sorry. he is, is already injured a lot. That probably won't help. Um, yeah, it's going to, it's an interesting position for Memphis to be in, especially since he's probably not going to be back till 2023 with the way it sounds like I know they're saying he's going to be back. Like he could be back in like October or November. There's no way (laughs) there's no way he's going to be back by then the way they played his injury. So safe in 2021. I just don't see it, but he's such an impactful defensive player. And I feel like he's, I don't know. I just, I feel like he's one of the best defensive players in the league. He was, I think I did have him as my defense player of the year, but Robert Williams was a good choice. Also, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like I, I just, he leaves me wanting more. The sky's the I, limit. I agree. With, I agree. I agree with that. He, if that, that would be an interesting list. Like if you had to think about who are the players that leave you the leave you wanting more the most, he is absolutely in the top five of that list for me, for sure. Like I totally am with you there. That's such a great line. I, I that's exactly what I say every time I watch him play, every single time. Because the the talent's obvious. Yeah. It pops off the screen. Yeah, but man, again, it just, you just want more and. It just, it just sucks because you could tell he's one of the like <laughs> he's a premier young talent in the league. He should be you know, regarded as such, but he is not. Oh, well, number 59, Caleb. I have a young guy who's involved in a lot of trade talks at the moment. Also plays for Scotty Barnes team. OG Ananobi. Caleb, is this a good range for OG Ananobi? Well, too high. I I I I have I have it as too high. I think he's a good player, um, but I think and I think he at this I I like the last couple of years we've been like well he's just going to get better and better and better and better and better. Um, I'm of the belief he may not get that much better. I think he's I think he and I'm not saying that really in a bad way because I right. think he's obviously a very good player. I'm just saying it's like. I, I I would not have a lot of the guys that you have, you know, below him. Like from a set from like beginning from like sixty nine. Okay. I'd have, so like I for example like I, I would take Rob. I would take John Collins. I would take Ball, Lonzo, and 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 Halliburton. I would even take his teammate. Um, and then I would take Jaron. There's just to me, it's a shuffle. The range I think is there. It's just a little bit higher in that range than I would go. But I obviously know you love his game. You love the fit. You love that he can always help any team. And it's, I agree with all those stuff. It's fair. I sh- I feel like his defense. I feel like he's the best defender. Out of all, like other than Jaron, yeah, other than Jaron, yeah, I feel like he's the best defender out of all those guys. I I would agree with that, and uh, and Robert and Time Lord, but it's it's a different position entirely. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best wing defenders in the whole league. He 
and he can score a little bit. I think we would agree. I'd rather have his scoring than Harrison Barnes. I'd rather have his scoring than Jeremy Grant's. Yeah. I'd rather like, there's a reason why his name is in discussions for like Kevin Durant and Jeremy Grant's wasn't sure. <laughs> right. Sure. So I think that, yeah, OG probably is done getting better. Right. But if this yeah. is the finished product, I still think that's a top 60 player. I, I, yeah. I'm not saying I'm like, please let me understand. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm not saying, but I think no, the I, argument in the shift, the, the shift with him has been, well, he's only going to get better at some point. You, you, you I, I think that has a cap. I get what you're saying. I think for me though, what I, what I'm saying is like, if this is it, I'll take this version over i got you like yeah and plus caleb you know i value three and d wings totally he can shoot yeah he can defend yeah he can score yeah right yeah like other than a guy have a couple spots ahead of him he's like okay mikhail bridges i would say is for sure better totally at that stuff than him right i like i would say i'd have og scoring over mikhail scoring but Mikhail's defense is better. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a guy I have a couple spots ahead of OG that I think is better at both those things than him. That's the reason why I have him over OG. But yeah, let's get into it. I'm, I'm looking well, forward to that list. <laughs> I'm looking forward to who that. He's a few spots ahead, so we're okay. oh, we're, we're, gotcha, we're gotcha. overshooting a little okay. bit. But okay. the point being, Caleb, it's like I understand what you're saying for sure. Yeah, I just feel like OG for me. And plus, we can't forget about the famous scarf video, you know, right? (laughs) One of my favorite videos of all time. But in all seriousness, like he if this is it for him. Yeah, Scotty's going to be better next year. I think he'll be the fourth best player on that team. If OG is your fourth best player, (laughs) you're in a really good spot. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I, yeah, I agree with that. So. Let's go ahead and move on to number 58. Number 58 um, was OG. used to be OG's teammate. Precipitous dropped down the top 100. I had him in the top 40 last year. I couldn't bring him down too far, though, because I still think there's hope for him. Kyle Lowry at 58. Caleb, is this the right range for Kyle Lowry? No, I, I, I think he's after this last season. you got to drop him. More. I, 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 I'd have him. I'd have him in the eighties. I think I think I you know I I think with what I I just don't think at this point it's likely that he's going to go up on your list. I think he would either stay the same or he would drop. And I I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You're a top under player. You're a top under player. Um, but man, he was underwhelming. Uh, I, I don't think, and you look at some of these other guys, I'm just taking, I'm just taking some of these other guys comfortably above him at this point in his career. Um, I, I think, you know, nice player, give it, you know, can play defense both. I'm not, but to me, way too high, too high. In my opinion, uh, I'd have him in the eighties. That's fair. I mean, we saw though, we saw a flash of old Kyle Lowry. And this is the reason why he didn't drop further down the list. We saw flashes during the Boston series. This is why I can't quit him <laughs> because no, but you, you definitely have a, a very biased opinion on Kyle. 
I, I sure do. But okay. can, <laughs> I, I'm not going to deny it. I know. Right? I know, I know. I'm a really big fan of his game, but mm-hmm. also I probably like, I have Chris Paul rated higher than you do. I, we would both agree on that. Like, I'm not going to reveal where I have him rated right now, but I am higher on Chris Paul than you are. I, we both would agree on we both okay. would agree on that. I, I don't. So, I don't know. I don't know where you have him on your list. So I have to really kind of trust you. I mean, I have to. I have to, but, I have to really trust you there. But Caleb, I like based on what you told me. I'm definitely higher than Chris Paul than you. Okay. Are. Okay. You yeah, had Tyrese yeah, Halliburton yeah. over Chris Paul. I, I did, but I think I'm. I, I think I'm not there anymore. I used to be, but I, I that was very reactionary. I shouldn't have done that. That was very like impassionate. Like my brain was like not fully functional. Yeah, that that was that. That take, I didn't need to go on the record, please. Okay. I, but I, I, <laughs> I'll scrub it so that way they don't yeah, come in. Yeah, yeah. So that way the mob doesn't come after yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But the point, the point being, Caleb, the point being is that Lowry, if I, I value what Lowry brings to a team, and again, yeah. seven, the 75, 75 through 51 tier, a lot of these guys are more impactful in the regular season than in the playoffs. Sure. So... Lowry, I thought was really good in the regular season last year. And yeah, fell off a cliff in the playoffs. And if he falls off a cliff again, he'll probably be out of the top 100 next year. There's no denying that. But again, I tend to be conservative with these things. I thought he was really good. I'll hold you to that one. I'll hold you to that one. I I just, I can't help the way that I am. I I mean, you say it. There's no doubt about it. He's off my top 100 next year. But if he he has a cliff, did you see? Did you? I'm just saying he. I'm coming at you. He was bullied into getting back into good shape, and I think there's a chance. There's a chance he bounces back. Number fifty-seven, a man with absolutely no connection to the Toronto Raptors. Um, he might have played them a couple times. Who can really say? I have Gordon Hayward at number fifty-seven. Um, he's had a couple. He's had injuries the last few years, but when he's been healthy, they've been. Wow. Okay. Really? Okay. You, you have Gordon Hayward. That you have Gordon. So you have Gordon Hayward. You have a Gordon Hayward at fifty-seven. I'm. By the way, you're talking. I'm guessing that's too high. You're gonna want to highlight this because you're not gonna like what I'm gonna say. Then, at what all. Are you gonna, what are you gonna say? He's not a top order player. I would say he is. I, I I think I think when you're I think when you're I think all of the I, I genuinely like I'm looking at all these guys, and at this point, I mean, there's a handful of guys, obviously, that I'm not as you know that I'm taking Hayward, uh, you know, over. But I, I'm I am not of the belief that he is a top 100 player anymore. I think it's when you consider, and and it's unfortunate why that's the case. I mean, it's it, it's it, all it, about it, the injuries, right? It's 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 a common it's a combination of the injuries. It's a combination of the fact that I just think that his game has really. I, I would personally argue the year since. I mean, I know Boston the injury there, but when we've seen him on the court, right? The last Utah year, nice player, true complimentary piece to a championship team, drops. But then we see him back on the court. I, I just, I never, the injuries had such a big factor to his career. I, I just personally, I don't see a top 100 player. I see a very nice player. I see a very good player. I don't see a top 100. 
I mean, listen, the I'm injuries. Shocked. Very shocked that you have him in your top, the, the top 60. Very, very, I, very shocked. I can't quit him, man. When he's played. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he's played, he's been like their linchpin for success and they have sucked without him. <laughs> I can't like you can't dispute that when he's been hurt. They haven't been able to win without him. Like this year, he wasn't as good as he was in 2021. We, I won't deny that, but when they, when he was healthy in 2021, I think they were like, I don't know. Well, so, okay. When he played, they finished 33 and 39 in 21. Yeah. They were 24 and 20 with him healthy. So do the math there. That is nine and 19 without him. They like barely got in the play in and they got smoked in historic fat. They've been yeah, smoking yeah. the play in both years. Well, and I went yeah, to that. yeah, we went to that. <laughs> we went to that. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we're maybe I'm a little biased. We saw the impact of no Gordon Hayward up close. Actually, yeah. I think he played in that game, didn't no, he didn't play in that I game. I don't think he did. I d I don't think he did. I I like I let me be clear, like I I thought I liked Hayward. Like I don't I like what he brings to the table. I just think at this point you're just saying the injuries are too much. Yeah. It's a completely valid reason. I like, listen, man, like I just, I, it's if he complete- gives me a full 82, that's if he gives me a full 82 next season. And, and that's different. That's, that's, that's different. I just don't know if that is ever going to be in the cards for him again. So in, you know, he has the horrible injury in 2018. Yeah. Play 72 in 2018, 19, he comes off the bench for most of that year, which I did not remember. Um, 2019, 20 plays 52 out of probably what 72, you know, not that bad, but I'm guessing most of those missed were in the bubble. Um, 2021, 44 out of 72, last year, 49 out of 82. So missed 30 or missed about 60 games in Charlotte. Yeah, it's not great, but I, I just can't quit him, Caleb. Uh, what I've seen with him when he's on the court, he just makes it all work. And like he's the missing piece for that. He's the reason they've had success when he's been on the court. And when he's not on the court, he's the reason why they've been destroyed in the playoffs or playoffs. But you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like he's still really good. <laughs> I guess what you're saying is fair. But I, I still I'm not going to quit this man until. I'm not, but I'm not I'm not even saying I'm quit. I don't want it to come up like I'm quitting him. I'm just saying, like, I think I just think that the injuries are just a mat are, are I'm just I'm shocked. I just I'm shocked. We haven't seen him. I don't feel like we've seen him a ton on the court because of all of it. And to have him that high and in, in considering all that is just it's a lot for me. But I, I get it. I get it. I mean, He's a very nice player. He's a very, very nice player. To be fair, there's a man I have in my top three, and he played 55 games last year. And he played what 36. I played, he played 36 games in 2021. I'll give you a hint. This guy had his foot on the line in the game seven of the Eastern Conference semis. Fair. Fair. So. Fair. fair. I, 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 fair. Um, I won't I won't get into that too much. I'll let you get into that. So they've they've missed the same amount of games, Caleb. Sure. You know who you know exactly who I'm talking about. I do. With those I context do. clues. Yeah, we all would, yes. <laughs> I mean, what am I supposed to do? Not not rank LeBron? 
<laughs> like fair. I mean, I just, I just think, I don't know. It's, it's a, I would say I, I, for you, it's a, it's a respect move and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I, I just think you're saying, I just respect what he's brought so much. Like, I think what he is as a player, you've, you know, your my opinion, the way I look at it, you respect, I, and there's nothing wrong with it. I, now, I, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's, it's just, it's just so bad that he is or isn't a top 100 player. I just, you know, I think for me, it's like, it's, it's just shocking. Now this year, this year he has like especially with the Bridges situation going on, he has to play sixty five games. Has that's to. a that's a risky proposition. Has to. Yep. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that front. Fair. On that note, Caleb, let us move to another man who I'm sure has no connection to the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I'm just going to introduce everyone like this now. <laughs> Colin Sexton, I have it 56. Did not play much last year. Um, That's wow. He had a, an amazing season in 2021. I don't think he got worse. I think he just tore his ACL. I think he's getting... We're recording this. He's still not on a team. I'm guessing by the time this is recorded, he will be on a team. I will update as needed. But Caleb, I think what I think he's getting screwed. <laughs> but is he this is a fair? Screwed. Is this a fair range for Colin Sexton? I like the range that you have him in with the guards that you have him with. So yes, I I think that's a solid range of guards there with him in that tier. Um, I I I think he. To justify the positioning, you you need him to have a really nice year. Yes, but I think I think that you know he's a he's a player that's well capable of in that be, of being in that discussion. Um, very curious to see where he ends up. I mean, tw- like I it's I say it all the time. Yeah, twenty four points a game on forty seven percent shooting from the field isn't easy. No, it's not. And no. it's not like he was some ball hog, you know, he right. had four assists a game. Right. You know, like, especially on a team with a guy like Darius Garland. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. And we saw last year, Darius Garland's a really good point guard. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. He's not like, I, if he was six, if he's six, four Caleb, he's a top 20 player. I don't really think I get mine. Yeah. It's all about the height with him. Literally, sometimes you just it's it just breaks that way. Yeah. And it sucks, but you got to have that conversation. I think this one coming up might be your least favorite one. Um, wow. OK. Wow. I am that's, not that's ready for you for you to panic take you. You you know that there have been guys on this list. I'm not a fan of. So this is very intriguing to me. Well, Caleb, if you if you just want to look through this list and look at it, look for a man. I'll just, I'll give you some hints. Okay. Look for a man who has, who might've been traded this summer. Might've been traded to Robert Williams team. And I'm guessing with those got to be kidding me. That's right. I have Malcolm Brogdon at 55. I am not apologizing for this. 
I think Are he's better. Are you kidding me? I think he's better than Marcus Smart. I'm not. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 I am not taking, I am not taking Malcolm Brogdon over Marcus Smart. No. No, 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 no. I'm not taking, I'm taking Colin Sexton over Brogdon. Okay. I'm taking Lonzo Ball over Brogdon. Okay. I'm taking Halliburton over Brogdon. Okay. I am taking Maxi over Brogdon. I mean, obviously. You know how I feel about Maxi. <laughs> like, no, I am not putting, that's just the guards. Are you taking no. Tyler Hero over Brogdon? Oh, come on. No, I, I, I <laughs> come on. I'm taking Brogdon over here. I'm taking Brogdon over here. Come on. I think, I think I am. That's a that's very high. You were you were I, you, here for the last episode, Caleb. That was a big theme. Was that JD was taking Tyler Hero over a lot of those guys? <laughs> well, it, well, that's that's a joke. That's the case. Look, I think I think I am not taking Brogdon over any of the guards that you have mentioned. Uh, sorry, I should say that there's multiple guards that I would take over Brogdon let alone other players and other positions. That's too high of a ranking for me. I'm, I'm not there with you. I mean, that's, probably, that's a bad, that's a, that's a bad, that's a bad ranking. In right I'll, I'll admit I should have dropped him more. That what? being, why, why can I ask why? Why do you think you should have dropped him more after you were so confident to have a 55? Well, you know, I had him in the top 50 last year. Okay. I thought he was really good in Indiana. That being said, um, it doesn't seem right to have a guy who's very clearly going to take a reduced role over behind the guy <laughs> he's going to take the reduced role for, if that makes sense. Um, that being said, yeah. I do think he, I, that being said, I do think he's, I would rather have Malcolm Brogdon on my team than Marcus Smart. Wow. Because mm. I don't think Brogdon has the delusions of grandeur. You know, I'll give him that. Yes. I think Marcus Smart probably is better at basketball than. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. More like consistent, more, more consistent. Yeah, like Brogdon, especially in the like Brogdon was, you know, in 2021, he had a really good year and nobody talked about it. <laughs> that was the year all the Pacers fans turned on him, which I was like, what? <laughs> um, 21 points a game. I, I understand why. Right. He was getting a little hoggy with it, especially since Sabonis was taking more of a bigger role. But Sabonis's role was more of a, that of a facilitator. You know, rumors so Brog- of locker room rumors of locker room issue there. Yes, which were around in the Milwaukee days too. To be fair, yeah, yeah. But that doesn't pertain to my list. You know what I mean? No, no I get it. So Brogdon was more of a play finisher the last couple of years <laughs> than he was a play initiator. <laughs> but I thought, wow, I think Brogdon is good at both. I, he's not great. Right. The one black mark I have against Brogdon, the one criticism I have was when he thought he could ISO BAM in the bubble. I don't know if you remember that series. I do. I do. <laughs> Which I don't know why you're not bringing that up. But... No, I'm just I'm just choosing. I, I I figured we needed to just probably move along. So I didn't want to harp on it. We're, we're doing pretty good. We're doing better on time than the first one. But also we had honorable okay. mentions in the first one. Um. No, I think Brogdon, I understand your criticisms. He's a good floor general. Not great. He Brogdon is good, not great, right? And he, yeah, he probably thinks he's a little better than he is. But sure. he doesn't think he, he's not, like, again, 
it's not Marcus Smart levels of think he's better than he is. Sure. And that's the difference for me. And I think you can fit him alongside. I think one of the reasons why I have him so high is because you can play him alongside just about anybody right. in the backcourt. He's got good size. I mean, I don't think I would really trust him on a point guard at this point. You know, Fair he's enough. a little old for that, but I could throw him on just about any two, you know, like I think if the Celtics play the Sixers, I know who I'm throwing on Harden. Sure. Like I'm throwing Brogdon on Harden. Like I'm throwing white, like I'm throwing white or smart on the point guard, mm. you know? Mm. And I think I, I listen, I understand, you know, I told you this was going to be your least favorite one. <laughs> I think it is my least favorite. Well, no, but Donovich is my least favorite one. But I mean, Brogdon, Brogdon is my most like, wow, I can't, I, I, I never mind. It's, it's close. Can I get a tie? Yeah, you can get a tie. Tie okay. goes to the runner. Right. Um, <laughs> number 54. Caleb, this one, he's an NBA champion. We talked about this guy earlier. This one, I think, is pretty safe. Andrew Wiggins, I have at 54. How are we, how are we feeling about the range for this one? I like the range. I like, I like the range. Um, no way he's going higher. Yeah, but I like the range. That's a that's a, a very concrete, solid range. I told you I, I like I had these mostly locked in stone. Yeah, I had to flip Clay and Wiggins because I was like, you know, I can't like I was saying Wiggins was better than Clay the whole playoff run. I can't in good conscience say that Wiggins right. isn't yeah. better than Clay. Right. <laughs> so right. Wiggins was incredible the whole playoff run. And and you have them you you have them considerably better in my opinion. Nine yeah. Points. Yeah. So I mean it's pretty consistent for me. I still have Draymond is better than him cuz I think Dr- what Draymond did in last regular season was insanity and I think what happened last playoffs was all really overblown personally. Fair. Really overblown. Um only three more to go, Caleb. And Let's do it. number 53, I have another player who's never played for the Toronto Raptors. Okay, all right. We got to get off that. You got to get off that. I'm tired of that already, and I'm just listening. But it's another Charlotte Hornet, Caleb. Love it. Love it. Terry Rozier. Love it. Um, You love it. I mean, he's a really productive two-guard. I really like him next to LaMelo Ball. It's honestly the perfect situation for him. I would not be surprised if he ends up somewhere else. Especially with that contract, and but Caleb, I think that he's a really good player. Oh, yeah, yeah. I am a big Terry Rozier guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's a really good player. He gets to plays both ways. Smart player knows how to play against. Plays with other guys. I agree with you. He's a great fit with Lamelo. Terry, great pick. Great, great fit. Number fifty-two. I have another Indiana Pacer. Um. This is the highest ranked Indiana Pacer on the list. He might not be an Indiana Pacer for much longer. This wow. Man been, this man has been in trade rumors wow. since we were in high school. I'm going with Miles Turner, Caleb. Wow. Um, wow. Um, wow. I, I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I think he's, I think he's, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I I'm like kind of digging it the more that I see it like he, you know, it wouldn't have been my, like if you told me just off the cuff, what's the top 100, where is miles Turner in the top 100? 
I'd have said I'd, I'd have said to myself 60s, 70s, but I'm looking at your list and I'm like, I'm comfortably taking Miles Turner over most of those guys in the 70s to 60s. And I so think I, I like it. I like it. Miles is one of truth be told. I think he's probably the second best shot blocker in the league behind like behind Rudy Gobert at this point. Um, yeah. He takes away the rim better than just about anybody. And he is so smart on defense. Like we, I'm so tired of dumping centers, you know, two years into their career. You need to give them time to figure it out, especially these athletic ones, because you need to let, it's like quarterbacks, right? Now quarterbacks, Caleb, it's like, it's a different sport, but we need to like, I think we're seeing a decline in the quarterback position because we're not giving them time to catch up to the speed of the game. Right. And I think centers are like quarterbacks of the defense, right? Where you need to be like, okay, you need to be there. You need to be there. You need to be there. And we see with a guy like Miles Turner, when he gets that development and he got to develop in relative anonymity too, right? Where he doesn't have to be, you know, he's not in New York. If he's in New York, I don't think this happens. (laughs) I think, you know, I'm not saying he wilts under the pressure, but I'm saying the pressure is amped up a lot more fair and it's like why are you shooting so many threes right why are you you know blah 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 and now look at him now he's listen i'm there's a lot of teams saying they don't want miles turner i would guess that's not true i would guess there's going to be a lot of teams that are lining up to get miles turner at the trade deadline like there are teams that were saying they didn't want aaron gordon for years and look the the magic got a first round pick and a prospect for Aaron Gordon. Right. I'm guessing someone's going to get like someone's going to get something for miles Turner. Um, last guy, Caleb, not the highest rated rookie because there is one more that will be rated. I have Kate Cunningham at 51. Very nice. Love the Love the move right outside the edge. You know, he's going to get better. Nice, 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 nice fit for the promising group. Very nice. And we know who the best rookie was. So there you go. So we have the best rookie in the top 50. Um, don't be Bill, though. Don't be Bill. Don't put him in like the top five of, of your of your list. Don't be, don't be Bill. Well, I had Evan Mobley one and then everyone oh, else. Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, uh, we will be getting Evan Mobley very soon when we get to the next part of the top 100. But Fair enough. Um, Yes, I thought Cade, man, he's going to be a special player. The fact that we have three rook- or four rookies in the top 80 <laughs> right, is legitimate insanity. I felt bad having two rookies like at 60 and 61 last year in Ant and LaMelo. <laughs> and now I have Cade at 51. I have Scotty at 62, Jalen Green at 77. I have Franz at 90, and I have Herb Jones at 100. Like, it's strong for rookie class. This is one of the, I, I mean, there were so That's many strong. Those, those six, because we, I mean, Mobley, we know Mobley's going to be in the top 50, but those six were easily the best six rookies, and there are more that could break out next year. Sure. And, Paolo and Chet and Jabari, those three could all be in the top 100 next year, too. I mean, (laughs) the league is (laughs) I'm just saying they could be. I'm not saying they will. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying you're going to have a tough list. That's all I. Oh, it's always tough. 
it is always tough to like weed out who should not be on this list. Um, JD, you let me have it for not having Tyler Hero on the list. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, to go, to go back to Cade real quick. I mean, he started off really slow, especially after missing what the first like 10, 15 games with the injury. But then when he picked, when he turned it on, man, he was special. And he, I like, I just don't see any way he fails. I just don't. And I could see him being a top 15, 20 player. I could see all, I could see him, Scotty and Mobley being top 15, 20 players. That's a special place. Do you have anything, any wise words to close out this segment of the top of the top 100? Um, it's July 29th. And I think the Cardinals, the St. Louis Cardinals are looking to punch their way to winning the NL Central. And I just want to, I just want to put it out there. That's it. That's all. Well, Caleb, if this episode comes out in September <laughs> and the, the Milwaukee Brewers win the NL Central, you'll, I just, I hope you jinx it. I hope, I hope so. Because that'll be hilarious. Um, That'd be funny. I'm not really gonna lie. That'd be funny. I just, I just want them in the playoffs. I just, I just really want them in the playoffs. Thank you all for checking out this episode. JD is gonna be taking the coverage of the Top 100 the rest of the way. We wanted Caleb on, but um, scheduling conflicts made it just hard for us to get him on the rest of these Top 100 episodes. But um, check him out on Linsanity. Linsanity is going strong right now. Make sure you check out our redrafts with Dylan Hughes. Um, Zach Griffith and I are going to have top Mount NBA Mount Rushmore is coming out very soon. Make sure you check those out. And thank you so much for listening.